Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, August the 31st in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we continue year C, proper week 18, which is the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Wednesday of the week, we like to, we like to pick up one of the extra passages which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so a couple to choose from. I'm going to decide to go with the Deuteronomy passage, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. And uh, just as a note, sometimes on the last day of the month, actually on the last day of every month, I get a little thing on my phone at noon for a personal examine where I ask myself two questions to kind of give like a diagnostic about how the Christian life is going. I actually swipe these from the late, the great Dallas Willard. So in the show notes are those two questions in case you'd like to do an examination as well. Just something that I use, just pass along to you. So um, I'll read this passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I will declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the word of God for us. So Deuteronomy is this great uh, climax and conclusion to the story of Moses. It's, it kind of rounds out the five books of Moses. And here is Moses. Man, he's just humming right now. Like he's just on top of his preaching game. You know that book of Deuteronomy is basically two long sermons. And it's structured like a suzerain and vassal treaty where a overlord uh, would give some covenant demands to people who serve him. And there are blessings for following and there's curses for disobeying. And so this structure is used to give out the terms of God's covenant people. There is a chance that Deuteronomy was put together after Israel came back from exile, just to once again help to help the newest generation to hear their story historically once more and to prepare them for years of faithfulness ahead. And so they're probably reflecting on why did why were we carried away? Like what what was the reason? Let's connect the dots here. Like why do we have years of prosperity that seem to be hijacked by years of hardship and then ultimately carried off to a foreign land? And then how 
and God's mercy and providence, are we able to come back? Because the comeback story is actually a pretty big deal uh, for them not to be scattered to the four winds, but to be able to come back to their original uh, destination where they lived as a people, like is actually a pretty stunning thing in ancient history. And so they're putting the things together and they're also kind of like mobilizing the story to help inform them about today and then what they're going to do next. And so we land here in this place where two different times in six verses, Moses says, I put before you that God puts before you life and death, a path of life and a path of death, a path of blessing and a path of curses so that his people would ultimately want to pick the way of blessing. Now, it's just worth noting here that this is not some earn your salvation framework, the operating software, where only when you do these things will you be spared and saved for a post-mortem experience. That's totally not in the back of their minds. They want to be in God's people. They want to live into the covenant and they want to know like season after season that they're still on good terms with God. And so these commands serve as what uh, some scholars call like a covenant maintenance. Like we take care of our cars, we balance the tires, we change the oil, keep it vacuumed out the best we can, washed, all sorts of things, paid up on our insurance premiums, like all those things. It shows that we have fidelity towards this gift that we've been given, which is a chance to drive on our streets and for that car to run again and again. So the same way, Moses says, here's the description of the covenant. Um, God has chosen to be chosen you to be his people like there are other nations God skipped over them. like he picked you and so he wants you to follow this way and as we orient ourselves in the Christian story we see the Old Testament story not as like a distinct and different separate story from ours but uh, we believe that we're covenant uh, we're, we're, we're covenant readers of the Bible this one story is just one story it wasn't one story for one group of people and another story for us and another story for people in between us and them this is one God carrying out one story. And so we can glean a lot. We can see what this is articulating, sketching for us. A God who searched for a people, who set us apart by a unique law that when we obey it, we look just different and distinct and pleasing and, and uh, peculiar towards the watching world. Because one of the things that was true of the Israelite story and of the church's mission is that we're going to be a unique people and people will be drawn to our way of life like they would want to find their way into the same covenant story that we are so that we so that they with us can experience the same blessings that seem to be operating in our life right and so there is a way to follow just like we can't stay in good health unless we have a way that we follow with diet and exercise and sleep and hydration and flexibility and strength and so on and so forth like those things are required in order to increase in health so in the same way in our spiritual lives turning our face to god attending to his ways uh, meditating upon the law of God day and night, getting together for worship, encouraging the body of Christ, being on Christ's mission together, all those things add up to us living deeper and deeper into this story. And so it's the same way for us, the same story of two paths. You and I notice there are times where our spiritual life is humming, like, right? Like it is, we're excelling. There's a thriving in the faith. And then we've noticed seasons where there's a great lethargy and there's a weight in the faith. And it's, we could probably distinguish why it's one way and not the other. Now, it's not saying that circumstances enter our life, that we don't have seasons of hardship in spite of the things we're trying to do intentionally for our faith. I mean, that's, that's also part of the algebra of, of the growing Christian faith. But in general, you and I know that we know we can't blame it on anything else. There are seasons that when we apply our faith, it thrives. And when we neglect our faith, it languishes. So this is a call for us. It's a call for us to look deep within 
this morning and to say, okay, in what ways in my life am I choosing the path that leads to life? In what ways in my life am I choosing the path that leads to death and languishing? And where it seems thorns and obstacles are away, not because it's just life and we live in a broken world, but it's because I've chosen some things that have actually marched out my steps in that way. So this is a great examination day. I'm going to have some examination questions in the show notes today that are related to this. But ultimately, a time of prayer should reveal what things that we can do today. Live into our strengths, address the weaknesses, address the things that get in our way, the obstacles that prevent us from running the race that is set before us so that we can live into the depth of the covenant blessings of God. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that we can have our lives centered within you. And we just discover, as Brother Paul said in the New Testament, that life in you is the life that is truly life. And that's what we crave today. We desire to have the depth of life, the richness of life, which comes from worshiping you, dwelling within community, and being launched on faithful mission. And so we just confess to you that we need your help. There are times that we choose paths that lead to languishing and not to flourishing. And so we pray that you'd forgive us, that you'd restore us, and you would empower us to live fully into the depths of what it means to be your followers and your people. God, we desire to see you do great work in the world around us. And so we pray that all that we give ourselves to today, whether it be at school or in the workplace or in extracurricular activities, God, we be attentive to your voice, to the great needs of the world, and to the gifts that you've given us so that we can be a part of some meaningful work. So God, set us apart today, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.